Hey, you're listening to John Gregory Vincent here with the Surfacing Inclusive Leadership Podcast. This is leadership I learned the hard way during my 14 years on submarines. After a Gallup gig, working for the best human behavioral organization in the world, I was ready to launch my coaching, advising, and training company, The Submarine Way. So hey, let's cast off all lines because we're getting underway, The Submarine Way. Hey, first and foremost, I want to thank you all. Uh, We are growing and growing and growing, and uh, the word is sort of getting out there. I want to get this out because I probably forget to do it at the end where uh, I've been told I'm supposed to do it, which is if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. Uh, We're going to start running some contests. We're going to start doing some shout outs, uh, not just on our podcast, but also uh, get you some exposure on our 30,000 or so social media connections and followers. So subscribe because the only way to be part of those uh, contests is is to uh, be a subscriber. So if you like it, subscribe. If you hate it, pretend you were never here. Uh, But if you like it, bring a friend. There you go. So hey, this week, Why Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's relationship showed no one was accountable and both were guilty. All right, let me get this out of the way right up front. We're not choosing sides here. We're not saying that abuse did not occur. We're not saying abuse did occur. That's not the whole purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is that sometimes a relationship is so toxic that the individuals in that relationship aren't individually toxic, but the individual ingredients become combustible when combined. They become a bomb. It's sort of the bad side of synergy, right? (laughs) All of that is true, but our focus in this podcast is what is accountability? And what happens when no one is accountable? Yeah, I haven't watched you know, much of uh, much of what's uh, going on, but I got sort of the highlights here. And, and really, is you got two people going at it, and you know we always talk about who the adult is in the room. It seemed to be enough bad behavior to go around here, and that's what happens when no one is accountable. Here's what you're going to get this week. You're going to walk away with a better understanding of what accountability is and the repercussions of a lack of accountability. And I'm going to give you a little snip here before we really jump in. Snip? Snippet? Anyway, before we jump in, and that is we've got a bad mindset around accountability, and accountability done properly is actually a good thing. Johnny and Amber met in 2009, and for some reason... The first couple of years worked, as is typical in a lot of new relationships. They were likely on their best behavior. Same is true, by the way, in a a work environment, for the most part. Were they accountable to each other at the relationship at that point? Yes, they probably would. In fact, it seems that they obvious that they were. What happens to a relationship when accountability and politeness being sober and talking through differences and collaboration and life choices all stop is things start unraveling really, really quickly. In relationships where the chemistry is good, childhood or life damage is not exasperated by the the relationship itself, 
the couple could get counseling, talk through issues, sober up, commit again, often start over with a different outcome. But you gotta be willing to do that, and again, somebody's gotta go first, and this is so true in business. When both parties refuse to be accountable, drinking, drugs increase, attempts for peaceful discussion are abandoned, escalation of conflict, Includes damage to the home, screaming, throwing things. There's only one way this is going to end, and it's going to end badly. We see this all the time in the workplace. We see this all the time when accountability run amok, or lack of accountability, I'm sorry, run amok, causes this. So they're a perfect example. You think nothing going on there has anything to do with your workplace. You couldn't be more incorrect. Why is this issue so much more than drugs or alcohol and toxic personalities and spoiled celebrities? Because the key to mature emotional intelligence is accountability to each other and to themselves. I want to interject a sub-story here, an accountability sub-story, where I am on the receiving end of some pretty direct accountability. I am actually not going to mention the command and I am not going to mention the person by name, um, only by title, because it's a great example of great accountability. And here we go. I was an assistant navigator. What does that mean to you if you're not familiar with submarines? I was a pretty senior middle-level manager, and I was the senior enlisted responsible for navigation. So when we were taking a submarine out to sea, you had to pilot through the waters and go through the rivers and stuff. It was a very intense exercise. You were constantly checking where the position of the ship was, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the commanding officer when I first got to this submarine was, there's no other word for it. The guy was soft. He uh, did not hold anybody really accountable. He just sort of hoped people would do the right thing. Uh, and that was not a good place for me to be because I was going to do the right thing, safety-wise, navigation-wise. But as far as respecting boundaries, I'm going to push it until somebody pushes back or somebody punches me in the nose. And this guy who, you know, I, I essentially had two people. I had the navigator who was an officer, senior to me, and then essentially, really, it was a commanding officer. There, it was pretty a direct pipeline, maybe one people, for decisions about navigation, for you know review of the things we were navigating with. The predecessor to this commanding officer, again, was a commanding officer. He did not have a lot of respect for himself, in my opinion, and he certainly did not hold anyone really accountable. And the place was a bit of a mess. Uh, it ran okay, but not great. And I was a wild child who needed strict accountability, and there was none. So fast forward to the new commanding officer. Meet him, great, whatever. Um, we get underway for the first time and I'm doing my usual antics. In fact, I amp it up. I wanna let this guy know that it's not actually his submarine, even though he's the commanding officer. It's actually my submarine, even though I'm an enlisted guy and I'm so far away from commanding a submarine. You know, but so I'm being obnoxious and I'm, I'm, I'm making jokes and he can hear all this. He's up on the conning tower as we pile it out to open water, but he can hear me making jokes and he can hear me singing between, you know, intervals here when we're fixing the ship's position and all of that. And we get out into open water and he comes down from the, from the bridge, from the conning tower and he stops by. Now, keep in mind, this is a submarine, right? This is a really, really small place, a really tight space. There's 
I don't know, when we're piloting, you know, getting the ships, the submarine safely out to sea, there's, I don't know, 20, 25 people in a 12 by 20, 20 by 30 foot space. It's pretty much shoulder to shoulder. So there's a lot of people around. And he stops and he says, Chief, I was a Chief Petty Officer, you got a minute to talk? I need to, need, need to speak with you about something. And I say, almost verbatim, can't you see I'm busy? I basically told the commanding officer of a submarine to go screw himself. He didn't say a word. He just left. And a stateroom on this particular submarine was basically right behind where, where all the navigation was occurring. And he could hear things going on and we proceeded out a little bit further. And then when we kind of got done with the sort of the intense part, he came back out and said, do you have time now? And I went, ooh, this probably isn't good. For brevity reasons, I won't go into most details. I'll do a high level summary, which was this, closed door, commanding officer's stateroom. He's about six inches from my face and an incredibly calm, incredibly professional demeanor. He says, I have heard nothing about great things, but, but great things about you, about your expertise as a diving officer, about your expertise as a navigator. And it was one of the things that made me excited to come here. But make no mistake, if you ever conduct yourself in any fashion, like you conducted yourself today, I will end your career. Do we understand each other? And I said, yes. And he dismissed me and I left. And he very quickly established who was in charge. That was accountability. And if he had not done that, my behavior would have continued. So what does this have to do with your world? It has everything to do with it. Johnny Depp is an example, and, and his, his ex-wife is an, are an example of, I'm sorry, her name escapes me right now, are an example of a accountability lacking in, in, in place. Me, I ran amok until someone had a very direct, no curse words, nothing. I didn't even hear it as a threat. I heard it as a promise. You keep doing this knucklehead stuff. By the way, did you notice one thing? And, I, and he, did not, he did not say, how dare you speak to me that way? He actually didn't say that. He didn't refer to that at all. He talked about the body of work of idiocy and immaturity is what he talked about. It was beautifully done. It took about 35 seconds and I never went without 100 miles of that again. That's accountability done well. And it has everything to do with how accountability is done well in the workplace. One of the things is most of the things you know about accountability have wrong, right? It's this mean thing, it's this ugly thing, it's this embarrassment to people, it's this, you know, hey, you're screwed up, you're a jerk, you're a moron. That's not what I, how I felt. I left, I left shaky, but I didn't feel that there were grudges. I didn't feel that there were repercussions. I really didn't. I felt, don't do this again, we'll be fine. And, for, and, and by the way, became a lifelong friend, still friends today. We think accountability is a bad thing. How is it a bad thing when you see your peer doing something wrong and you go over and you say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And Susan says to Bob, 
You know, Bob, I, I got to tell you, man, I, it's a, little, a little upsetting what I saw you do there, or the way you spoke to somebody, or the way you kind of cut corners on that procedure. You know, I, that's a bad thing, man. You shouldn't do that. Peer accountability is so crucial. And if it's done properly and it's done professionally, how is that hurting? You are stopping something from becoming a big problem. Every time you hear of corporate fill-in-the-blank, sexual harassment, fraud, fill-in-the-blank, it's never something that started yesterday morning. It's something that's been going on for a long time that nobody's done anything about. There was no accountability. Peer accountability is amazingly crucial. And sometimes accountability up the food chain, meaning someone who's senior to you. Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd with four or five other police officers. He was a senior police officer. Four or five other police officers there, any one of which. Now, do you think that's the first time Chauvin got heavy-handed, that, that Chauvin done something like that? You think he just woke up that day and said, you know what, I think I'm going to violate all procedures and everything else today. Why not? I've been a straight guy for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, but today, what the heck? No, this started with a shove. This started with something else that people noticed somewhere along the line and nobody said anything. Nobody went up and said, hey, we do a ton of work in our company with police officers, all right? We have the utmost respect for them, but that kind of garbage could have been stopped decade ago. But nobody wanted to be a rat. Nobody wanted to say the uncomfortable thing. And look what came out of it. This is true in your workplace. When you see something going sideways, don't wait for it to get hugely ugly. Pull the person aside, ask for a moment, do it respectfully, but address it. How is it a bad thing when you help someone divert, you know, avert something that's gonna destroy their career or destroy a, a, a team or a department or maybe an entire organization is adversely affected for something that started as a trickle, okay? It started as a trickle. Like the Mississippi River starts as a trickle and grows and grows and grows and grows. Or is it the other way around? Does it start as the Gulf of Mexico and get small? Anyway, it's a good analogy. Just go with it. There are many components to accountability, but accountability is a good thing. That's what I want you to get out of here. Okay, I want two things. Please get two things out of this. The fact that accountability is not a bad thing, it is a good thing. And secondly, in order to do it, you've got to engage immediately when it's small, when it's tiny, when it's manageable. Components of accountability, integrity is part of it, communication is a part of it, compassion is a part of it. Inclusion, remember interdependent collaboration, is a critical part of it. All of this lays up and then you have the mission. All of these are pieces that add up to accountability, but at its core is doing something immediately, addressing things immediately, politely, respectfully, but firmly. I got great respect from a commanding officer who I showed no respect to. He actually started with how excited he was to be working with me about my great reputation. And then told me what the deal was if I ever acted like that again. He had integrity. He communicated. He had compassion for me. He was inclusive. He was talking. He, there were pieces I didn't tell you about, but it was all about the importance of the mission and the work we were getting ready to do and all of that stuff. So he definitely talked about the inclusive piece, the independent collaboration. All of this was done, and it all added up to a very effective um, environment, if you will. So in your culture, accountability 
how well do you hold each other accountable? Sorry, I digress. How well? Is it something that you hope happens? Is it something that you just tell people to do, but they don't really know how to do it? This requires training. We do a lot of work, again, not with us with law enforcement. We do a lot of work with small and mid-sized tech companies, pharma companies, sort of specialty manufacturing companies. And a lot of them say this, and I'm separating law enforcement here. I'm talking about our, our, our tech. They say, you know what? We're, we're growing really fast here and our communication is not very tight. I mean, you know, the left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing and we do a little better job. And See, people always talk about communications when they say where they could use help. You know what communication, bad communication is code for? Lousy accountability. Think about it. If you know your communication stinks and it's been stinking for a while, that's an accountability issue. Communication is simply a sign of the bad accountability. The root cause is, is accountability because if you realize your communication's not good, you hold yourself, you hold others accountable. And by the way, accountability always starts with you. You look in the mirror and make sure you're modeling. You make sure you're walking the walk before you say a word to anyone else. Because if you don't, you got no cred. Let me say that again. Accountability starts with you. So I guess that's three things. So as we sum this up and we go from Johnny Depp's mess, we go to that story I told on submarines about that commanding officer who put me exactly where I was supposed to be. Remember three things. Remember, you need to be accountable for you first before you even think of anyone else. Secondly, accountability is a good thing. You're helping someone not get into a huge mess to end his or her career, to really cause damage to an organization. It's a good thing. And third, you've got to address it immediately. If you don't address it immediately, it is a problem. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. Please tell a couple of other people. Here's why. We want different kinds of leadership, man. We want a practical podcast here that gives you something you can use tomorrow morning. If you like it, subscribe. We're going to be doing some kind of cool contests, a whole bunch of different stuff. Next week, we're going to give a shout out for, um, for one of our subscribers. And we're also going to give her or him, basically, we're going to give him a little advertisement. Uh, we have about 30,000 connections and followers. So please subscribe. Please tell someone else to subscribe. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is John Gregory Vincent. This is Surfacing Inclusion. Uh, sorry, Surfacing Inclusive Leadership. I should know the name of the podcast, but I get excited sometimes. And I am out.